First in the morning, SAFM Sunrise with Stephen Grutis. Well, 18 after 7, we now seems we're seeing all of the problems that have built up over the years uh, having a big impact on our economy. More and more evidence that problems in our infrastructure are leading companies to cut jobs. Earlier you heard the NUM saying mines can't continue to operate when they can't cut their coal and other products, they can't get their coal and other products to harbours on trains because of Transnet. That means jobs are being cut in the mining sector. Arsalo saying this week it needs to cut three and a half thousand jobs. It also doesn't see any improvement at Eskimo Transnet in the short term. And then the steel industry saying government has created a situation through Eskom and through industrial policy, which means steel producers can't survive anymore. Professor Adrian Saville is a professor in economics, finance and strategy at the Gordon Institute of Business Science. Professor Saville, good morning. Morning, Stephen. Good to be with you. It seems that we're seeing all of the problems building up over the years coming together to make it impossible for businesses to operate. They can't make goods. They can't create goods. Has this been a long time coming? This has been a long time in the building. Um, And, you know, if anything, you know, South Africa has escaped uh, the circumstance of uh, infrastructure collapse because of the, uh, you know, the, the the significantly installed infrastructure, you know, that was the start condition. And you know, it was a long way from perfect. South Africa has always been underinvested in infrastructure and um, malinvested or misinvested uh, through the way which the infrastructure was built historically. Now, all of that said, uh, there was a viable energy enterprise. Transnet, uh, you know, was until relatively recently in good functioning state. Uh, able to get stuff from pit to port, and um, not only uh, has uh, has this uh, infrastructure um, erosion or corrosion uh, put serious headwinds in uh, into South Africa's economic face um, over the last decade or so. You know these have now become uh, sinkholes. We keep being told there'll be fixes for infrastructure. Promises are made. Load shedding will get better. Mm. Transnet will improve. I get a sense time's actually run out. Yeah, well, I'm not sure what stage we are on uh, this morning, um, but uh, it's probably somewhere between four and six. Um, and uh, that is after, you know, here we are, what, two years into the promise uh, of uh, urgent remedy and repair. Um, you know, so that's the, you know, that's the very, very dark cloud. Um, one of the things that, you know, that I think escapes a lot of commentary is not just the, uh, the economic uh, erosion that we, that we see, but the things that we don't see. So, for instance, um, all of the commodity price buoyancy uh, in the immediate uh, post-COVID period that simply escaped South Africa. So we had a 180 billion rand uh, fiscal windfall. If we had had um, functioning infrastructure, uh, the commodity boost to uh, government coffers could have been uh, comfortably double that number. So there's a lot of stuff that simply escapes the eye in terms of uh, the economic impact, not just the numbers you know that, uh, that are observed in terms of uh, job losses and, you know, flat or zero economic growth. Arsalo Mittal said this week it doesn't expect the economic picture in South Africa to improve, doesn't see changes at Eskimo Transnet mm-hmm. in the short term. I mean, do you agree with that prognosis? It's very gloomy, but I think it's maybe also very clear-eyed. Mm-hmm. 
It, it, it is gloomy. I'm going to use exactly your word. It's gloomy and clear-eyed uh, because it remains the case that from a policy front, uh, South Africa is uh, uh, is involved in you know, ambiguous policy, um, that it's not always entirely clear what the policy direction uh, is. And uh, in the same breath, we are underinvested in this absolutely critical infrastructure. So for, for this to be remedied, for us to become hopeful, um, two things need to happen. The policy uh, frameworks need to be uh, cemented, st stable, solid, uh, with clear language and clear direction. And then uh, that needs to be uh, underpinned by uh, solid investment and not just by the state. I think it is critical uh, to recognize that uh, for South Africa to achieve um, economic social transformation, it is necessarily uh, a, pr a public-private collaboration. The steel industry in particular is blaming government, I suppose the Department of Trade, Industry and Competition, for some of its problems. They claim the current policy actually helps scrap metal merchants. There's a ban on the export of scrap metal. That basically means it's easier to sort of melt it down and sell it here. It means that producing sort of new steel from iron because it uses so much electricity is difficult to do. Um, you talk about sort of uh, a difficult policy or, or policy that's slightly contradictory. Is that a big part of this problem? I mean, from what the steel industry says it is, but obviously, you know, they're not entirely objective. Uh, um, you know, I think it would be naive to, you know, to uh, not to recognize that, of course, they have they have an agenda or an objective to be less cynical, you know, in my language. But um, uh, of course, they've got an objective, which is to promote their industry. You know, you would you would anticipate the exact same narrative from any other uh, industrial leader who's on the back foot. But, um, you know, if we take a step back from this, I think it's you know fair to suggest that not with Withstanding uh, a growing number of master plans um, to bring about uh, industrial recovery and to promote South Africa's uh, competitiveness, and in particular uh, in, in important sectors like these primary uh, manufacturing components, uh, there's just no evidence to point to, or almost no evidence to point to. There's some silver linings. You know, let, let me not be in entirely um um uh, you know dark about uh, the economic commentary there's some silver lining so there's some very uh, healthy recovery in the tourism sector for instance uh which is valuable because of its labor absorptive nature um the fact that the spillovers and multipliers in terms of economic impact employment impact from that sector um will be quickly felt but uh in these core uh, industries and importantly um in industries backed by master plans there simply isn't the we need to suggest that these plans are coming to fruition we keep seeing um, government and business in big talks. They were meeting again this week. We keep seeing a bigger role for the private sector to deal with some of these problems. I think some people think, yay, yay, the private sector mm. will save us. Um, uh, I don't know if that's the case. Is the private sector <laughs> really going to make a big difference? Can it make a big difference? I mean, it will. its, it's resources are finite too. Uh, yes, the resources are finite. There's uh, perhaps, you know, just three things that uh, you know I'd observe in, uh, in 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 your note the first is that there is no country that has achieved uh, a transformed inclusive uh, you know holistic uh, structure 
without a public-private partnership, that it is necessary uh, that both public and private sectors are, uh, are in the arena and that they are working together, that there is cooperation and collaboration. I think that's the first component. The second is that South Africa, you know, over a long time, uh, has evidenced very high capability uh, in the public sector. We are, you know, world known for our ability to build uh, multinational corporations um, out of a unobvious place. And I think that that speaks to South Africa's uh, private sector capabilities. Uh, and the third is uh, there is a valuable vault um, of available capital. South Africa's uh, private sector balance sheets generally are in good shape. We've got deep capital markets, so there's access to funding. So what you have in the private sector, if you can get uh, this viable partnership, uh, is you've got a capable partner with deep pockets. Professor Adrian Saville, thank you very much in time. Really, really, thank you for your time. Really appreciate the insights. Professor in Economics, Finance and Strategy at the Gordon Institute of Business Science. You were there.